2: The Cincinnati Bengals may have dedicated practice time this week to defensive linemen and offensive linemen catching passes, running wide receiver routes, but if you listen to the way they're talking, they're very motivated to finish the season the right way. Let's get into it.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What well up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast, our final game preview of the year. We have to get used to not doing a playoff run. Very confusing. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. We are your regular hosts of the Locked On Bengals podcast. You can find us on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. So if you're new, please hit the subscribe button and stick with us for the offseason. A very exciting time, a very exciting offseason for the Bengals. We'll have covered for you from every angle, getting into all the hypotheticals and all the breaking news as it happens. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. Terms and conditions apply. And James, like I said, for the last time this season, a game preview. And despite what was described on Twitter as last week of school vibes in Bengals practice at times this week, they're talking a big game. They're, they're talking motivated. Jake Browning referring to Jamar Chase and Ted Karras's motivation and attitudes this week. Zach Taylor reiterating that they're playing to win the game. That seems to be the mentality.
0: Yeah, it, it is the mentality. And that's been the vibe in the building all week long, really since Monday when Zach made that clear, double down, triple down, quadruple down on Wednesday when I asked him about the the accolades and things that we can get into coming up but yeah this Bengals team they clearly are focused on not the draft they're not focused on what uh wh- wh- where the draft order could fall or how things like that could be and I get it I understand fans you should focus on it because I it, it, honestly it is more relevant to your fandom I would say in a, in a big way than whether or not they win the battle of Ohio on Sunday that said, I also get where Zach's coming from and the players are coming from because the last thing – let's use Jonah Williams as an example because he talked on Wednesday. The last thing Jonah cares about is where they're drafting. He wants to end the season, put more good tape out there, end the season on a high note, and you could go down the list uh, of guys uh, that want to do that. Heck, Jake Browning. Guess what he wants to do? Continue to show that he's an NFL quarterback and and put more good tape out there. So there's there's a lot – of a focus I think going into this game and at the same time it's it's literally the opposite of what happened in 2021 where the Bengals mm-hmm. they clinched the playoffs and they have to go to Cleveland for that season finale and full disclosure I left and went back to the hotel before that game ended <laughs> I and I recorded with you before uh before that I, it, we waited till the game ended but recorded with you from the hotel because the Bengals weren't playing anyone, it wasn't a real game to them, and they ended up losing. I think it was one a one possession game in Cleveland before going and making that Super Bowl run. Well, that's what the Browns are treating this as because Jeff Driscoll, Bengals legend, will start for the Browns. It'll be their fifth starting quarterback, and uh, of the season. And man, that's uh, it's kind of wild. But that's that's where we're at going into this game. I remember
2: so little about that game when the Bengals rested their starters against the Browns that. I I don't remember what the score was. I don't remember you leaving the game early. I, I don't remember any of that. That's how irrelevant that game was. And that, can can I
0: tell you what I remember? Yeah, and I was there. I remember Jamar Chase getting the record. That's right. And then and then them yanking him. That's right. That's it. You, that, you that, jogged my memory with that one. Yep. Yeah. That that that's the main takeaway. You know, I remember Brandon Allen being the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I think it was. It was a one-score game. Was it 23-16 or 21-16? It was something like that. It was close. Like The, the Bengals kept it close enough, but it, it just fell. And I couldn't tell you who started for the Browns in that game. No. That quarterback. Was, was it not still Baker? I, I'm, I'm looking it up now. No, Baker was dealing with the rib issue. It was Case Keenum. It was 21-16. Okay. to 16. The Bengals finished 10-7, and seven, and the Browns finished 8-9. So kind of similar. Similar yeah. situations uh, of, of where these teams are. Now, I don't think the Browns are going to go on a Super Bowl run. But just to give you an idea of the vibes, I, I, I think this team very much so wants to win. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a backup quarterback going up against a backup, 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 backup quarterback. Fifth straight? Yeah. It sounds a lot of right.
2: a lot of backups before quarterback for sure whatever it is you you mentioned the stakes though for guys like Jonah Williams and, and something that maybe I didn't talk enough about during the crossover yesterday where we did talk about you know for the Bengals getting an eye on players that could be part of your future is the the huge list of guys that are free agents and we talked about that in our mailbag earlier this week but the guys that are playing to get one last Game of tape out there. Tyler Boyd, Jonobe Abouzier, Jonah Williams, T. Higgins has a potential free agency, although we probably well, well we, we expect him to most likely be franchise tagged. Irv Smith, if they can get him onto the field to give him an opportunity to put something on tape before the end of the season. Josh Tupo is a free agent. Drew Sample is a free agent. Travion Williams is a free agent. You go down the list, there's a bunch of guys that are even depth players. Akeem Davis Gaither a free agent, the the backup linebackers, both Marcus Bailey, also a free agent, Mitch Wilcox, Tanner Hudson. I mean, the list of guys, Trent Nervin, the list of guys that have played snaps for this team this year that are going into unrestricted free agency very long from both starters to some of the guys in in role player backup roles that one, the Bengals are going to consider bringing back in, in some of the cases here. And two, the Bengals have always been pretty good about when they can giving guys an opportunity to get onto the field or get onto the 53 and, and show what they can do in spots like this. That said the mentality they're exuding and the message they're sending through the media and internally, because they're saying the same things is that they really want to win this game. They want to go into the offseason with momentum. You can see this in interviews with Sam Hubbard. You can see this with the way the players are talking in the locker room, with Zach Taylor's presser, with Jake Browning's presser. They want to go into the season, the offseason with momentum. They want to finish the season the right way. They want to finish the season with a winning record. They want to get a win in the AFC North, for crying out loud. So they have plenty of reasons to want to win this game as a coaching staff and as players. Coaches also potentially looking for jobs in the offseason and getting to put together one more game. To, to finalize their resumes, as it were, as as they're potentially in hiring cycles this offseason as well. So plenty of motivation there. But, you know, you mentioned for fans, James, perhaps the draft pick is more appealing. Perhaps picking 13th instead of 17th is something that makes a big difference in the world of players that's available to you in this draft. And we'll see. We'll have
0: plenty of time to talk about that. But not on Zach Taylor's mind. can tell you that. No, it's not, and yet it does matter. It it matters a hell of a lot if you're drafting 13th versus 18th or 17th or 16th where they're currently at. It just does. It it could be the difference between getting that stud, insert, whatever you think the Bengals should go after, versus not, because they're not going to trade up. Spoiler. They will not trade up in round one. I would be shocked at that, and I'm not knocking them. It's just they value the assets and the picks. So uh, plenty of time to discuss all of that. Uh, I do think that it is interesting, the, the mindset aspect of it, because, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that as, that element of it next, because it's not just that. It's also what Trey Hendrickson could potentially do this week and, and history-wise and some of these other accolades that are potentially on the line on Sunday for guys that I expect to play. So uh, we can go there coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Why do you think the Bengals aren't worried about the draft pick? They're going to get LinkedIn Jobs and they're going to find that defensive tackle that you want them to find. Okay, I kid a little bit, but LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that you might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, it's easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. James, you wanted to talk more about this team's mentality heading into this week 18 game that, as I put in the background, for those of you not watching on YouTube, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes with my hands. Doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't matter for a lot of reasons. I, I think twofold. One, I don't buy for one instance that you can carry the momentum of winning the final game into the next season. I don't think that that's a thing. Call me crazy. I've seen Marvin
2: Lewis's job plenty of times and it didn't work. Did it
0: Did it work in 17? He did that in 17, right in Baltimore. And then what happened in 18? Yeah. Uh, I I could say, I could say 2001 and then 2002, what happened where they only win two games that year. Like there's plenty of examples of that. And Jay Morrison's done a good job this week, actually of pointing out how many times the Bengals win season finales at home. And, Look, I have no doubt they're going to win this game. They clearly want to win this game, and the Browns don't care about this game. So the Bengals should win. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of things. The one guy that I'm totally 1,000% on board with playing is is the guy that can do something that no Bengal has ever done. I'm not sure if Bengals had the opportunity to this late in the season, and it's Trey Hendrickson. He has 17 sacks. It's tied with T.J. Watt for the NFL lead. And going up against... Jeff Driscoll. And the backup going, tackle. Going up against the backup tackle. Go get your three sacks, get to 20, lead the lead the NFL in sacks for the first time uh, ever in Bengals history since it became a stat in 1982, an official stat. I get that one so much because you, you put yourself in the record books. How many pass rushers dream of leading the NFL in sacks? Well, Trey is right there. And I will say on Wednesday, and those that follow me on Twitter saw it or Instagram or wherever. I posted a video of Trey talking with Mike Brown at the Bengals indoor facility before practice. And you can't help but think that they were discussing the, that opportunity and maybe Mike Brown discussing uh, the, the idea of, of sacks or when sacks became a, an official stat, you know, because he obviously goes back and ha- has a, a vast knowledge of football history. So I, I do wonder about that conversation, but I get playing Trey Hendricks and too much on the line, not to for him personally, because that's something that you can carry with, your, with you forever. It stays with you forever.
2: It'll be Garon Christian for oh the Browns at left. Four sacks. Court. Five sacks. He was uh, signed to six Cleveland's sacks. practice squad in October.
0: He was and activated in November. Seven, Seven he's, sacks.
2: He's now played eight games. This will be eight his sacks. ninth game Nine? For, for the Browns. He's only given up three sacks, according to PFF.
0: So, Break the record. Break the record,
2: Trey. Get 10 sacks on Sunday. (laughs) But he does give up plenty of pressure. (laughs) So the opportunity is certainly there (laughs) against a like you said, backup quarterback, backup tandem of tackles. We'll see who plays on the Browns interior, too. Like this could be the the backup show for Cleveland across the board if they choose to, you know, let's preserve Joel Batonio's health
0: on an offensive line. Six sacks from the record. He could get six at 22 and a half as the record. I thought it was more. I feel like the, the
2: thing that makes that the hardest is that like once you have four, do the Browns just hand the ball off the rest of the game? Like how much are the Browns actually going to pass? I think that's actually the biggest obstacle here for Trey Hendrickson in this game is how much of the Browns going to let Jeff Driscoll throw the ball instead of just asking him to hand the ball off or run literally play action and, and hand us on every single play. Yeah.
0: Well, and he's athletic. That, that's the the thing that Jeff certainly has is, that, is the athleticism, the ability to run. I agree with you that they probably won't. They'll probably hand it off a ton. Mm-hmm. But who knows? So six sacks. All right, Trey, get six.
2: On every single one of the Browns' six dropbacks, your mission is to finish all of them with a sack because the rest of the game, they're handed the ball
0: off. It's not that – like. I mean, yes, it is that crazy. <laughs> it's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. It's crazy, but it's not that crazy. Like, what would be crazy is if we're talking about six sacks and it's the Browns starters. It's not as crazy now. Is Trey one of the best pass rushers in the league? Yes. Yeah,
2: sure. Either way, six sacks is a lot of sacks. It would be great. That
0: would be, that'd you, you be need, so fun. You, you need Driscoll to be deer in the headlights like Jake Browning was early in mm-hmm. that Steelers game, but do it the whole game. And Stefanski Which... needs to keep throwing which he won't, you're right.
2: Yeah, there's a couple obstacles there. And the other one is that the Bengals defense just hasn't made a quarterback look like a deer in the headlights since San Francisco. Like, they, they did it to a good team nine weeks ago or whatever it was, Brock Purdy. It's been a while since they've had that effect on anybody. This is not going to be a good offense. Even with Joe Flacco at quarterback, I don't think it's a good offense. I don't think Joe Flacco is even all that good. But I think he's better than what they've had. And he can do things that the quarterbacks they've had in Cleveland this year haven't been able to do. He, he's still a professional, experienced quarterback, and he, he joked in their own pressers up in Cleveland that he could be—if he—he said something, I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty close to—if I had messed up in high school, I could be some of these guys' dads. Uh, so that—that's where Joe Flacco is. But anyway. Point is, I, I agree with you. It's it's a really cool opportunity for Trey Hendrickson to do something that hasn't been done in Bengals history. Good opportunity for him to go out there and and leave his stamp on the twenty twenty three season. I looked for other potential records that could fall, and there aren't any that that look very likely to fall, barring like outrageous games. Jamar Chase does have a chance to get to number two. For single season receptions he is only five receptions away from 101 he's at 96 going into the game currently number two behind tj's uh 112 tj hushman's out his 112 reception season is 100 catches for for number two in the record book so while that record looked like jamar was going to run away from it run away with it he could definitely get to two in an outrageous game could get him to number one but we're talking what
0: single game. You're talking single changes. game reception. Yeah. You're talking getting in, into that. It, it's similar yeah. to six sacks. The, the other one is Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, 77 yards from a 1,000, but he's 146 yards from James Brooks, second all-time mm. Bengals rushing yards in team history. So oh, cool. So we'll, he, he'll certainly get that if he's back next year, but could he get that on Sunday? I mean, if they're playing everybody. How many yards does he need? 146 yards away. James yeah, Brooks has 6,447 6, yards.
2: Get to like 70 receiving yards, rip off a big screen, have a few checkdowns. Oh, rushing yards, to be clear. Oh, a little yards. bit harder. Yeah, J- yeah J- J- James they, Brooks,
0: it, it's harder, but, you know. Have
2: they had a single rusher go for more than 100 yards this year? Well, has Nixon? I, I don't – maybe once, I'm looking.
0: I, I think he's. I think he has once. No. I think he has once.
2: No. The highest rushing yard game this year for the Bengals is 87 for Joe Mixon against San Francisco in Week Eight. So, they could
0: get their first hundred-yard rusher of the year, depending on how many Browns rest on defense. And if uh, if he did get there, let's just say he did, he got 147 yards and broke Brooks's mark, he would still be roughly 1,600 off of Corey Dillon. So he's he's a ways away from Corey mm-hmm. Dillon's record just yeah. to give fans an idea of where he would be at. Corey Dillon's yeah. over 8,000. I think Corey Dillon's record might be safe for the foreseeable future. Unless Chase Brown gets some handoffs starting on Sunday, then you never know. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm kidding. Not. It's a joke. <laughs> but th- that is a good way to, to transition. It is. How many handoffs should Chase Brown get on Sunday? We'll discuss Chase Brown and the rest of these rookies coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we already know. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another, or maybe you're taking supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions that and make actual changes that will really stick. If you're thinking about starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So whether you're entering your busy season at the office, which I know a lot of people are, or maybe things are going to slow down a little bit, like people like me working in the NFL world, just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash on.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: For those of you watching on YouTube, you know what this last segment is going to be about. But for those of you not watching on YouTube, play the youth. Or the youths. Play the young guys. Let's find out what they got.
0: Those damn youths. Got to find out what the youth's got. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Chase Brown first. Um, Joe Mixon, I, I don't know. He's under contract next year. Don't know if he'll be back or not. There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding a lot of other guys that aren't under contract, so who knows? How many snaps would you give to him? How many snaps would you give to Chase Brown? Would you give snaps to the other guys? How would you approach it if you were Coach Lisko, which is the first and last time I will ever say that?
2: I, what if I become a nope. youth league nope. coach? Nope. Gonna coach come, Jake. Gonna coach Jake. Coach your family's future basketball team. 0-12. Um, I'm so o and far 12. away from, from what how, – what, how would I
0: handle the snap counts? Is that the question? Yeah, between Chase and Mixon. Chase Brown. Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean – Because he wants his 77 yards. You know he wants his 1,000. Like you know if, he does.
2: Yeah. If it's me – Chase, like I'm not sure Mixon is playing this week, if it's me. I don't know how much of a player's coach I am. I mean, maybe if you're there, you have the relationships you're not. It's, a, it's a little bit different. You're not. I, but I don't I don't know these I don't know most of these guys personally at all. Like in those that I do know personally at all, they're they're acquaintances at best. So, you know, if you have those relationships, maybe it's a little bit different. And if I imagine there's a relationship there, maybe you do try to get him some touches and 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 let him finish the season strong as well, because like all these guys, I'm sure Joe Mixon is of the same mentality that he wants to finish the season the right way and put his best foot forward for the last game of the season against the division rival and all these things. But what have we talked about this week is getting these young guys as much opportunity as possible. It's at least, this is probably the fourth speed of an NFL game. You you hear people talk about there's three speeds in the NFL. There's preseason speed. There's regular season speed. There's playoff speed. This is probably between regular season speed preseason speed, mm-hmm. at least for the Browns. And if the Browns are playing that way, that gives you an opportunity perhaps for, for these young guys on the Bengals to, to take advantage of that opportunity. And I'm not trying to project too much onto the Browns. I'm sure their backups are going to come out there and play hard, but for, for Chase Brown, at least 50, 50, probably. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, like I'm trying to get Chris Evans up for this game too. And Travion Williams up for this game too. If I can, depending on who I need active to fill out the roster spots and, and trying to see, you know, do we have some looks for those guys as well
0: just to finish the season? Yeah. I think a couple things there. Yeah. Give chase Brown a lot of snaps. I get it. I also think you can start mixing and he's going to play by the way, like they're playing their guys, but you could start mixing and see if he gets off to a hot start Mm -hmm. And, and, but you should see chase Brown and get him involved. I would have a conversation with Tyler Boyd, who's going to be a free agent, and he's in a different situation than Mixon. He's not under contract. Hey, man, do you do you want to suit up this week? Like, do you want to, because what is Tyler doing? He's going to be blocking some. He'll probably get his four catches, and I'm not knocking him. It's just where he is in the offense. Four catches for 52 yards. Like, does he need to put that tape out there this week against that team playing backups to impact his free agency? It probably doesn't he probably doesn't i don't know and and maybe he'd be like yeah that's fine play the young guys like play charlie like t -T higgins i i already would be i don't know for sure if he's playing or not i i'd I'd be surprised if he plays jamar you he wants to get to his 100 catches but maybe he gets to 100 101 and then that's it Mm -hmm. similar to like they did a few days a few years ago so i get it I, i think it's i think there's a balance and i asked zach this on wednesday And it's a really hard question to answer because I couldn't sit down with him and go rookie by rookie, but I asked him if he's pleased with the rookies. And the thing that stood out is he said there's no obvious guy that they didn't hit on in this rookie class, and they feel like all of them have flashed. I know you're thinking of Brad Robbins. We'll talk about Brad Robbins later. Um, I could see it on Jake's face. No,
2: my mind actually went to Zach Carter, who is not part of this class, but I was just thinking about the last few classes
0: and – Oh, sorry. Sorry, Zach Carter. (laughs) Jeez. No, I was, yeah, I was talking about the 2023 class to be clear, but yeah, I think that, that element of it, like I want to see more Charlie Jones. I want to see him in the slot and I want him to get reps in the slot because that might be his job next year. Andre Yosef might be the fourth receiver next year. Like I, I, and, and so that's, that's where I'm at. And by the way, I think they could play these guys more than they normally would. Let's say if a playoff game playoff, positioning was on, I think they could play these guys and still win the game. Very much so. I think that's realistic. It's realistic to say, hey, Sam, you're playing through an injury. I know you want to play this week. We're not going to play you. We're going to get Miles more snaps. We're going to get Osai more snaps. And we're going to rotate those two guys opposite Trey Hendrickson until he gets his six sacks and, and sets a new NFL record. Like, I get that. And I don't think they're going to do that. Maybe they are, and this is just all part of it which I hope it is. I really do. I, I hope you get your guys their, their numbers, and you try to, but you also get these guys involved because it is valuable. Just like the preseason will be valuable next year for the rookie. I think these guys getting valuable reps. For example, DJ Turner, I would get Turner on the field. I'd find ways yep. to get him on the field and get him more snaps. Absolutely. I do
2: want to say just that it, the, the, the reps matter, and it is a good opportunity. It's also like not a huge deal. Sure, it's, it's better than not doing it, which is why you should do it because in the NFL, everything that is better than even marginally alternatives, you should take those marginal opportunities wherever you can take them. But if they don't do it, how big of a deal is it? Like We're probably going to forget about it by next summer. You're, you're not even going to get enough answers in a single game against backups anyway, but it'd be better to have any information you can get then to not have that information so that's why we're talking about it the way we are
0: can can i give you a uh a garbage game that i remember it was uh the day after christmas day december 26 2010 okay so this is the chad johnson terrell owens Bengals, right Mm -hmm. and guess who had six receptions for 124 yards and marvin jones no marvin jones was not a Bengal then uh jerome simpson Jerome Simpson, baby. It was the Jerome Simpson game. Carson Palmer, 269 yards and four touchdowns. Throwing to Jerome Simpson, Mm -hmm. 34 to 20. And obviously that was one of Carson's last games uh, as a Bengal. But it was also like, oh, maybe Jerome Simpson can help. And he did help that 2011 team. He did. And, and, And so I know that's not the same. But it would be cool to be like, oh. Well, Charlie Jones can help at wide receiver because he has yeah. five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. Like that, that's and, how I view Sunday.
2: And, and like Zach Taylor said, seeing Jake Browning in a game versus just seeing him in practice is different. And so seeing these guys in more game experience, how many offensive snaps does Charlie Jones have this year? Like 40 tops, 30 maybe? I can, I can check real quick. It, it, it's not very many, but when you look at, the uh, the the Vegas expectations, very sportsbook expectations for this game. The Bengals are favored by seven points. So and it opened at certainly. like three.
0: It opened at like three. He has forty five special team snaps and only twenty three offensive snaps. Okay. Twenty three. Let's, let's double that number for Charlie Jones this week. Yes.
2: Yes. Like. Yes. At least. And and that goes for the other young guys too. Not just Charlie Jones. You, you you mentioned Miles Murphy, you mentioned DJ Turner. Jordan Battle is obviously going to continue to play. Yo, and jeep. that should also be true for, for Chase Evans and for Andre Yosimbush. Chase Evans. Chase, Chase Evans. Evans. Chase Brown and Andre Yosovash.
0: It's a new year, same name
2: issues with Jake Go. Yep. Never, never changing. Do you have a prediction?
0: Yeah. You want to do a prediction? Yeah. Easy All right, money. What's your you prediction. Trey Hendrickson gets six sacks. <laughs> Jamar Chase gets five catches. Yeah. Joe Mixon gets to a 1,000 yards, and the Bengals win by three scores. They're trying to win this game. Yeah. They win 31 to 10. They're trying to – like, they're going to try. I think they're going to get get all of them. I think Trey Hendrickson's going to have multiple sacks. Six is unrealistic. I think Joe Mixon's going to have 80 rushing yards, so season high, or close to a season high, and Jamar Chase will have five catches. I also don't think T. Higgins plays. There you go.
2: We'll be back after the game, of course, with your post-game, <laughs> post-season takeaways as we unfortunately have to prepare for an early off-season. We're having fun today. Hopefully, you're having fun too. We'll get to the serious topics of rebuilding this team for 2024 shortly after this game concludes. We've got an extra month to talk off-season this year, folks. It's going to be going to be a different off-season than we're used to around here. And that's going to go for you too. We're going to figure out how to make use of that time as best we can and, and find the most interesting paths for the Bengals going forward. And the most interesting things to talk about here on the lockdown Bengals podcast. But until then, we've got one more game. Thanks for listening to this episode of the lockdown Bengals podcast. and Have a good one.
1: Hey, prime members. You can listen to this lockdown podcast at,